Dance music and the CPR's Clubhouse podcast, a very special edition of the show as we jam freestyle in New England and now the world. We have a very special guest coming up at the bottom of the hour is the one and only J 
George Lamond, and we're going to be talking lots and lots of freestyle stuff right here, Clubhouse Dance Music, and the CPR's Clubhouse Podcast. It's coming up at the bottom of the hour. Right now, it's for George Lamond. It's Where Does That Leave Love 2.0, right here on Clubhouse. then his essence, his spirit, will be immortalized forever. forever.
the top. You don't listen to me. You're never heard from again. FM, WTCC, welcome to Clubhouse Dance Music and the CPR's Clubhouse Podcast. Our very special guest this week is George Lamond. George, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's truly an honor to have you here. Uh, Something I've been looking forward to for many years. And uh, again, um, uh, the fans are excited. The listeners are already tuned in and they're ready. Uh, So let's talk about the brand new song, Cry for Love. Why did you uh, revisit this song one more time? Uh, why was it so important for you to re-record this? Well, I love the song that Jason told me did because it was my label mate at the time when we were both signed to Latosa Records. He released it in ninety, I think ninety one, and um, it was. Uh, I, I'm not sure. You might know. I, I think it was his only release on Lagosta. Am I correct? Or am I wrong? Yes, yes. He later um, uh, he later uh, released another song. It was like a, on a on a smaller record. It was like a it wasn't a twelve inch. It was like a forty five uh, single. It was really cool, uh, but it was like a limited edition. But it wasn't on Lagosta. It was on his own. It wasn't on Lagosta. Yeah, independent label. Um, but yeah, that was the only song that he ever released on Lagosta. A, a classic song that uh, many of the freestyle fans out there love and adore. Um, uh, and then yeah. And, and- and I was one of them. I was one of them. I remember when we used to go back to the office at back in Park Avenue. I remember, I'm like, dude, you got a, you got a great song, you know. And uh, I mean, John Bastianelli and Larry, like, they write some great songs, and I remember that song really, really well. So it never got the time of day. I don't think it got the time of day that it should have. And I was never happy with the production. And when we redid it again back in '92 on my uh, on my second album. Um, I didn't like the production, you know. I understand what Chris and Mark were trying to go after. They were trying to go after that "Gonna Make You Sweat" type of vibe. Yeah. So I never, I never thought that it got the freestyle uh, reframe frame that it should have had. And uh, I wanted to take it, and I, I called Jay Allen, and uh, I told him uh, I need you to do a remix on something. And uh, he submitted the track. You know, ninety-five percent of the credit goes to James Allen. He's the one that pretty much did the whole track yeah and, uh, uh, and let me just say i'm truly proud uh he's he's uh he's our own you know he's uh he's a, a friend a label mate uh you know we've done projects together i know um a few years back when he released you are the one with my independent label you you blessed it and you shared it and you you supported it um and uh, i know that he's been producing for you for a while and uh i'm just very proud of the fact that he's come a long way uh, all the way from connecticut and uh now you know just producing just the, the best of the best in the business yeah, he's really, 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 I mean, uh, he uh, underrated. A lot of people really don't know, but the guy is very talented. Not only, I mean, look, freestyle is not easy to do. Everyone thinks they can do it. If it was that easy, you would have more songs on the radio, more fans listening for stuff. But that's why they go to listen to some of the old stuff. But he reinvented the sound, and he kind of kept it. He kept a little bit of the old school, and... Uh, and but, but he has his own stuff. He's also great at other stuff, ballads, hip hop, Absolutely, song. absolutely. I mean, the, the great part about uh, Jay is that he can replicate anything just by listening to it. 
he can actually produce something just at the top of the of his head and he gets many ideas from different forms of music and just brings it into our own uh, music freestyle which is what we should have been doing all along yeah i agree i agree but i remember when i got it um um you know it uh but shout out to josie from g1e may you rest in peace because uh that, hey, was, that was the team back then absolutely yeah. you know, so and um I remember I got it and I liked it, but you know it needed. You know, mixing is just another animal, and mix that mixing is where I come in. You know, I learned from Chris Paul, Boston, Mark Liggett, and Jerry Lane and Tommy Uzo, and I sat in those uh, sessions and I, I've uh, I've adapted a really good ear for mixing. This was one of the songs that um, that me and Carlos Barrios we sat down and 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 I was going to get Tommy to do it, and then I said. Uh, I remember I was doing vocals. I didn't like the vocals that we... We had did the original vocals with Giuseppe. I did it at a studio. What happened was I was recording. I wasn't happy with my, my tone and my voice because I didn't realize I was I was, I was was getting the flu. Right. So I didn't know that. And I remember when I heard it, I'm like, I'm just not crazy about it. Next year I got the flu. And then I told uh, Carlos, uh, Carlos, I, I got some new mics. I would like to redo the vocals in your house. So, um, you know, I've been... I got my own recording studio here in my place. So... I went over to his house and I said, you know, you want to take a crack at it and mixing it. And we sat down and we mixed the, shit, the crap out of this record. You know, it, 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 we really took it to another level. We kind of changed the drums a little bit. I already told Jay that I said, we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to add some stuff. We're going to take away some stuff. And we redid it. And it just sounded, it, it, we, 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 we really worked our part of on this record. We wanted to, to have that quality sound that records of this nature should have it should have and I so, think we knocked at the park the best part is that people are asking me are there three different versions of the song and because you know on the credits this is Jay Adams Carlos Barrios and Giuseppe D and what people don't understand it was three of the those three men that, that put this song together for you exactly that's what it is when you upload records to iTunes it, you, it's not like back in the old days where you, you, you read the back of the record and you get to read all the credits you know, now it's just the label name, the name of the artist, what type of music, and the title of the record. Right. So, uh, so like homage to them, I said, I want them on the credit because they're part of this as I am. So um, I called it a remix because everyone knows that this record was already out, and this was Jay Allen's uh, version, uh, and I and I loved it too. So Carlos Ferris got on there. Uh, he did just as much work as Giuseppe and myself, but we all... I threw them all in there, and uh, the awesome. funny thing is, now I have people that want to do remixes, and I'm going to release uh, a new uh, version, CD version of remixes. I think uh, Frankie Cutlass is on board so far. Carlos Ferris is on board. Excellent. Um, I'm waiting on Todd Terry. Um, nice. And I'm also going to release an acapella because uh, I don't know whether it's really acapella dry or acapella re re reverb because I know a lot of these guys can add their own reverb and stuff today. Yeah, we so, have a lot uh, of talented people out there that, that would love to remix uh, one of your songs and to use your vocals. like Just like the uh, back in the day when they, they had the acapellas on the records and you would just mix it with different beats, and uh, I miss that. Yeah, they have like percapellas. They, they, they had a lot of reverb on them and they had a little bit of percussion, you know, but I, I would release just a vocal dry with no effects at all so that they can add their own delays and do whatever they want to have have some fun with it yeah yeah they could create edm versions and people can yeah. add some hip-hop and just you know make it make it you know just a a, a new uh, a new sound a new way of of uh, presenting your music uh to to all generations um, exactly exactly so, you know, you've been also releasing some of the, the catalog titles that you've had previously. You released um, 
What Does That Leave Love 2.0. Um, yeah. Why yeah. have you taken the time to start taking some of your catalog to, to start re-releasing some of these songs again uh, in, in 2018? Well, last year, um, you couldn't find that song on there for some strange reason. I think Columbia has some sort of issues, uh, contractual issues, and I don't know what the, the legality is about it, but you couldn't find that song on there. I remember I was trying to find it. You couldn't find it. You can't even find Yalo Seque Tu Te Vas. So I took it upon myself to, you know, before I get any older and I can't sing anymore like the way I used to, um, you know, just put it on there. The fans need a new digital copy of it, you know, although I'm a huge fan of analog and tape, you know, um, I have all the necessities to record it new, so why don't I just do it? And the fan base is just growing bigger, and they want to have this on Spotify and on Pandora and on iTunes and on YouTube, you know, so I just released it, so I have, I started putting different catalogs and versions of songs that I, uh, that I want the fans, that the fans are, are huge fanatics about, and they can't get their hands on it, uh, So there's going to be more coming out. I'm working on Distant Heart, a new rendition of Distant Heart. Wow. Uh, I don't believe Distant Heart ever got the time of day. You know, I've always, uh, Someone Like You has always been a favorite song, a good, you know, one of the favorite songs of mine. I never got the light of day, you know. Right. And, uh, those, Th- those that's one first. of my favorites as well. I also love Just In Time. I'm not sure why. I just love that that uh, that break. It's so dope. I, I don't know. I, I love it. Uh, but uh, Yeah, just that was Chris Paul Bosa, man. He wrote that and produced that whole stuff, man. He he uh, he killed it. Um, he put he, that James you know, Brown in the middle, man. They just yeah, killed it for yeah. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember we did that out of his his, uh, his apartment back in Brooklyn when he lived here. He lives in Florida now, but I remember he did that all from scratch. That was the first. I think that was the first freestyle track he did on his own without Mark Liggett, without No Rangers. He like he did it all himself. Now, uh, are you are you worried about labels? Uh, you know, because people call you the king of freestyle, the bad boy of freestyle. They, they they have a lot of different monikers for you. Are you concerned with being the king of freestyle? No, I don't care. I really don't care what they talk with me. It it, I, it sounds great when they. Talk. I mean, I'm not gonna tell them not to. You know, when they announce my mistake, that was what they were gonna call me. I mean, it is. But I believe DVB is the king. The guy is just he can start out anywhere he goes. If you don't put DVB on on a show, then what is a freestyle show? You know, I mean, he definitely gives it that star quality. Uh, I've always said it, and I still say to this day, he's the king. But if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to call me the king, I'll take it. You know, it's all good. Um, look, we don't have names for other people that we that, that, that we come up with, and you can't control the world. The world is going to do what it wants to do. And, and if it happens organically, let it happen organically. If you want to call me the pain in the butt, let them call me the pain in the butt. So it doesn't really matter to me. What matters to me is when I get on stage and I give the fans exactly what they came to hear and that and that i can tell you is amazing i i've, I've had the um pleasure of of watching you perform on dozens of occasions and it never never gets uh, uh old to me you know it, it's just like uh current when you when you do where does that leave love i kind of break down a little bit because that's my favorite song from your catalog you know but uh, i get all emotional start singing with you like i sound like you it's pretty embarrassing you don't want to see me oh wow you, well, you can sound like me no, no, I, I sound like you in the probably when I'm showering and I have you, you know, uh, I had to dial at 10, you know what I mean? The speakers. I got you. Know, you, know, you, got that auto, you got that auto tune cranking. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't something. But, you know, um, it, the thing is that all male artists, um, uh, freestyle artists, any aspiring new school freestyle artists, they all want to be George Lamont. I mean, they, 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 um, 
they tailor their careers uh, to you. You know, they want to be uh, like you. Um, how do you feel about that? All these artists that have been inspired by you. You know, I, Jose, I don't even, I, honestly, I'm not even lying to you, man. I don't think about it. I really don't think about it. You know, it's flattering. I love it. it, it you know, it, it humbles me. But I just know what I need to do when I get on stage. That's what was given to me. And I don't know, man. I, it, You know, I become a totally different person when I'm on stage. I really do because I can be a cranky son of a beat. You know, um, you know, especially all these years of performing since I was 20 and I'm 51 now and traveling around the world and dealing with different uh, personalities of people and, you know, it's just, it's hard on the mind. But when I get on stage, it's like everything just turns white and it's like a canvas and it's just like a new paint, like a new artwork that I get to paint, a new canvas that I get to paint. And that's why it always sounds different because I feed off the energy of the crowd. I really do. That's why my show is never the same. Yeah, I, I have, try to change it. I had Frankie J on the show here after you did your 25th anniversary. And, and of course, I'm playing right now the 25th anniversary of Battle of the Heart. And man, what a great, what a great song. What what a great combination to hear you both together. I know that he idolized you, you know what I mean? And and for you to invite him on stage and to share the stage with you and, and George Anthony and all these people, they were also just, they were just ecstatic about being part of your 25th anniversary. Yeah, that was a great experience, man. I learned a lot from that one. Um, that was my first time actually co-producing that whole concert, and uh, it was kind of tough, but we, we got it off the ground. We, we could have used a little bit more rehearsal as I'm a perfectionist, but it came out really, really great. And the fact that Frankie uh, came all the way from the West Coast, and he just said, just tell me when and where. You know, I mean... That was that was just flattering, and he came in humble as ever. The guy got platinum records, gold records. He had tons of hit songs, and he just said, "Sure, no problem, man. Just whatever, bro. I'll, I'll come over." You know, yeah. so. But he started. I, he started in freestyle, you know, and and that's the whole yeah, point. Frankie like, boy, right? He idolized you, yeah, Frankie Boy, uh, Frankie J, and uh, you know, you could hear the the influence in those songs that he recorded in freestyle, where you, you hear that you get that George Lamont vibe. Yeah, yeah. I the funny thing with me was um, one of the problems that that I, I that I had growing up is that I wanted I was trying to sound like everybody else. I remember listening to Mark Anthony before Mark Anthony was even signed to a record label, and he would do demos, and we would be in a studio together, and I would hear him saying, "I'm like, man, I want to sound like him." Mm -hmm. He sounds like the Spanish Don Henley, you know, and. Yeah. I wanted to get that raspy. I used to think like with the raspiness and, and then I would hear someone like Naomi and I'm like, Man, I want to felt like her. I want to, and I never found my niche and I was bothered me that I'm like, I sound like a little, you know, girl every time I sang because I was so high pitchy and being from the Bronx, you know, you want to have this, this bravado, a Latino bravado, but my voice used to bother me growing up and I was trying to make it sound like somebody else and uh, come to find out a couple of years later that Chris was like George that's just your signature and you don't sound like nobody else. you sound like you let me I tell you cool. every every Saturday morning man my mom got George Lamond on uh, Que Te Vas uh, you know she's a salsera 
And let me tell you, man, she just got your albums playing Saturday mornings, man. She lives on the second floor. I live on the third. You know, it's. I love having my mom on the second floor, but man, she makes more noise than anyone in the whole entire house. I can, and I bet you that's when she's cleaning the house. She's sweeping them up and out. She's like, she got that salsa playing in the back. You know, wow. she says it all the time. Do I have like a novio? I'm like, mom, I can't tell him that. You know what I mean? But, you know, so shout out going to my mom. She loves George Lamont. Um, and, um, you know, all the young ladies too, George, man, I got I got the chat room full of ladies that, you know, just love your music and they, they logged in early uh, to, to listen to uh, your interview. And I'm truly excited about having you on. And again, thank you. Um, I appreciate it. For a short period of time, you were a member of TKA. It was like TKG. How was how was that experience? Uh, to be honest, it was amazing at the beginning. And then I see why groups crumble you know i've always been a team player i've always been someone that you need foundation you can't do it all on your own and anybody that says they could do it i guess you know it's bs i mean everyone needs help everyone has a team and uh it was it was a, a, a dream of mine when they called me to tell me and uh, at first, I wanted to make sure that, you know, everybody was cool. And I remember I reached out to Angel. I gave him a call, and, you know, because I think A.B. was ready out, and I called Angel. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, it's all good. And we went in, and I was willing to take, you know, the back seat. I'm like, you know, this is your legacy. You guys lead me, and, you know, I'll be your sixth player, you know. And I went in, and, and it was great at the beginning. And then I saw things break apart, and communication was weird, and, Everyone had their own management, and everyone had their own clicks, and I was like, you know, and I don't even think Kay or Tony know this, but uh, I didn't like what I was seeing, and I kind of like, you know, it kind of wound up ending early, which was a blessing maybe, um, but we had uh, a full album already recorded, a new one that was never released, and uh, I think Sergio George, um, I went to Sergio George's house and he signed the record. And, um, you know, uh, Kay, you know, I love you. He's going to kill me. Uh, and Tony, too, I love you, too. But um, that day I came back and I got us a record deal. I got us a record deal. And that always bothered me. And um, for whatever reason, you know, uh, after we tried to talk with all, amongst all three, it wound up turning out that, you know, the, the album wasn't going to be released. And that killed me. I think that kind of messed up my relationship with Sergio George because me and Sergio George were really good friends. When he heard that record, he says, he, he let, he, I played three songs. He goes, I love it. Let's do it. That's how simple it was. I would have got a Sony deal with, uh, with me, Tony, and Kay. But after we discussed it, it uh, the, uh, the decision was not to record the album. Wow. For whatever reasons I know, I'd just rather not say. Uh, but... You know, it was uh, it was heartbreaking, and um, I remember not getting any more phone calls from Sergio and George. <laughs> and, uh, that sucks. <laughs> that really does, because Sergio George is a man. He's a man. That's like Quincy Jones. Like talking to Quincy Jones, he's like, yeah, you know what? You had to deal with me, and you just like niched me. You know what? Don't even call me anymore. Wow. You know, but uh, so, but, so um, in 2018, what is your stance on this whole TKA thing? I know that we discussed it briefly. You could be as short as you like. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we all know that TK is t it's Tony, so GK is KL, and uh, A is for AB, Joey Gardner, um, uh, Stein, 
those those were the three that were left after Spider and, and, and La India. And am I missing somebody? Uh, yeah, you're probably missing uh, a few others. Uh, no, I said Spider, the original Spider India. Yeah, you said uh, uh, you know, Angel, AB, Tony. AB, yeah, I said yeah, yeah. No, Angel wasn't there yet. So, um, so we all know that that was the deal. And when they got signed, that was the name of the group. And uh, you know, and then um, everyone split up. And uh, Tony uh, was doing other things, and Angel was doing really, really well in the Spanish uh, industry, working with big names and managing uh, certain Latin acts. And Kay was the only one uh, that stood around, and he stood he stood around as Kay, you know, and and he wound up. Uh, I think uh, he took the name at TKA. Uh, with uh, and made it into the True Crew Army, and that's them. But the real TK is Tony K, you know, and K knows that he knows it, right? Um, and so does uh, and Tony. Tony knows they know the deal. Or Angel and Avery, they all know the deal. So uh, and then uh, you know, so you got the real singers doing that thing, TK, and then you got the True Crew Army with uh, with uh, Trey and Los uh, as the True Crew uh, members from TKA, which is True Crew Army spelled TKA. Right. So um, and that's it. It's just a legal thing. Fans are confused, but that's what it is. Unfortunately, the fans got to be like scratching their head and they don't know what it is. But it's just it's just a title name, and 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 that's between them and their lawyers or whatever's going on with them. And I love them both. They both know that I'm good friends with each other, so I stay in the middle. I I I, I stay neutral. And uh, thank goodness there's only one George Lamont, right? Nobody can say. Oh that. my God! I say it every <laughs> night. Every night I wake up. I'm like anybody else. I'm like I check under the bed, make sure there's not another George Lamont hiding under. A few years back, there was a contest here, and um, the, it was a trivia contest, not not on our station, but in another different station. And uh, the contest was like, uh, uh, who sings "Battle of the Heart"? And uh, the fans were calling in to try to win these tickets to see you. Um, and they said uh, George Lamont. And uh, the guy was like, no, it was lose touch. And, man, they got flooded with phone calls and, and people swearing at them and going crazy. Uh, no, you don't know your freestyle. You know, you got to tune into CPR show. What are you talking about, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was um, lose touch was I used to be a I was a B-boy. I was a great dancing graffiti writer. I went to the high school of art and design. So, I, you know, I knew how to draw back then. I haven't really brushed up on it. And, uh uh, and that's why I used to tag up. I used to tag up Loose 17 off from the Bronx. And I just added the touch because Eddie, uh, Joey Kidd, and Kenny were dancing with me at the time. And then they became Loose Touch. It was really George Lamont and Loose Touch. Uh, George and Loose Touch. That's what it was. And then I thought it was a group, but those guys could just sing. Joey sang, but Joey was already doing his own thing. Joey Kidd was doing his own thing. What what uh, what do you think of the, the freestyle music today? Um, do, does anybody catch your ear? Yeah, actually, um, there was one song that I heard. I like George Anthony. I love George. George knows I'm a huge fan of his stuff. Uh, I like a lot of stuff that he did. Uh, uh, I actually like this girl named Wendy. Um, I don't know if she ever... Yeah, yeah, Wendy. Artistic recordings. Uh, she she yeah. had a, plenty of songs. I know. I want you yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a lovely voice. Right. She's a, an amazing singer. Uh, also, um, uh, Cynthia, uh, uh, but Willie's Cynthia. Cynthia Willie Valentine's yeah. Yeah, wife. Yes. Willie Valentine's wife, yeah. Uh, those are the ones that, that, you know, catch my ear that I could think of right now. Um, 
that's about it that I that I that I could. If I'm leaving anybody else, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I always hear that uh, the the uh, old school generation, quote unquote, don't want to help the new school generation, which is not true because um, you used to uh, you know try to collaborate with anyone who was talented. I remember you working with Savor at one yeah. time. Um, yeah, Savor, Savor. Well, I was living in Florida at the time, and Savor was working with a distribution company by the name of Mock and Roll, M-O-C-K, like rock and roll. And they did mostly piano music. They had a huge catalog, and they were affiliated with Sony. Uh, they were distributed by Sony Latino, and they were getting, like, tons of records put out. I was the only one that did something, and I think he brought it up to the uh, the CEO, and he was like, ah, but I don't do English. He goes, well, I'll let me take care of it, and I'll do it all, and... We worked together, man. That album was a really good album. I got to work with, you know, G1E, with Josie, and that's when I, you know, started working more with uh, uh, Jay and Jay Adams. And uh, the record was done, and I wrote a lot of stuff on there, and then, unfortunately, you know, he was MIA. About two months after the record was released, no one knew where he was. And I got a call that they found him in the apartment, and that's when they knew that he had had passed. He got a heart attack, and he was on the... He was... uh, he was by himself for a couple of days in that apartment, and unfortunately, that's how he passed. Yeah, and, to, to uh, this day, we, we honor him by playing uh, "Where Do I Belong," and 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 we try to continue the, the legacy of playing his music. and And I know that you were good friends with him too, and I, I know that was a difficult super nice guy. Super nice guy. I got a quick story, and I, I may he rest in peace. I hope Savoy is listening right now. He's another one story of my life. I always tell people I'm always right there. I've always had, I'm, I've been that artist. That I'm right there, and the, and, and the dream that gets taken away from me. So I got another funny story, and I'll make this real quick. So uh, John Singleton and Frank Reyes were um, were doing a uh, a movie uh, called Legal Tenders, and uh, uh, Frank Reyes had called me, and he's like, "Gee, you know, we're doing this movie, and there's a character, there's a rapper by the name of Diego Calderon, and we we heard this song that you did. It's called Raspai." We're with K7, and we like it, and we want to use it for this movie. And I'm like, okay. He goes, and then, so he calls him to John Singleton on the phone, and John Singleton, he goes, hey, man, George, man, I love your music, man. You got some good pipes, man. I think this is the perfect introduction for the movie. We want to play your song in the movie. with Diego Calderon coming in as the big drug deal in the movie that he's playing. So I said, awesome, let's do it. You know, and then he told me, what they were going to give me. It wasn't a great deal, the greatest deal, but you know what? You got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. So, um, uh, <laughs> I called Savor back, and we went to the conference call, and I tell Savor, Savor, so we got this. He goes, nah, man. You know, with his lisp, because he had a little lisp. He goes, nah, man, we could get some more. I'm telling you, George, we could get some more. <laughs> and I'm like, I said, nah, I think you're going to mess this up, John. I think they're giving us a nice, you know, little piece of the publishing and some mechanicals and you know, forget about the money. Is it the money? It is what it is. But because now that you know that he goes back to John Singleton. Oh my God! And John Singleton goes, yeah. Well, you know what? That's not going to happen. You guys just blew your chance. And then he hung up the phone. Oh blew. man! <laughs> you know, he it, never had a record. I said, John, I told you. Because <laughs> man, I didn't think. I thought he was going to bluff. <laughs> that that happens a lot uh, these days because yeah, yeah. uh, a lot of the new artists they hear their songs on the radio and they really uh, go out of their way to. Contact fever and and uh, and man, they they give they give the man an attitude, and then they never get booked by him ever. They don't even have an opportunity to get. Can I? Can I? I'm so glad you touched this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here for style. And here's what happened. So he goes, George, 
I try booking these acts. I put them on my bill. But I put them on my bill. He says, but the, the crowd doesn't react to them. The crowd, what happens is if you're going to go on stage, right, and you're going to perform at a concert and they've never seen you before, you really, really got to bring it. You really got to let them know your value, you know, the asset that you're bringing to this, this performance. Right. They just go up there and think they're just going to sing it okay. No, you got a lot of competition coming up right behind you. You got to set the bar high. So he was like, you know, I'm giving them opportunities. And he booked a lot of them. He goes, but they just don't, they don't, they don't draw. They don't, they don't, they don't really, really like, they don't take it up a notch. Because right. what am I supposed to do? I got to book them again. And then they get mad at me that I don't book them. So, you know, I'm playing a little devil's advocate for him. I'm sure not all the acts were like that. But he said most of them were like that. And so that's when you have to understand that you got to make a decision. You want to put a nice concert where you want people sleeping. But you want people applauding and having and you want to have some great energy. And, and again, you know, it's not that it's a business, you know, and people have to be businessmen, businesswomen, um, and they have to understand that, you know, they they have to they have to cover the 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 expenses of renting of a place like Madison Square Garden. You know, that's not that's yeah. a, that's a pretty penny. And so, yeah. do they do they book uh, you know a, a classic act that people are going to react to, or do they book the new artist that? Um, doesn't want to put any work um, exactly exactly and if you go up there you know you you make sure you know you, you leave you leave the sweat on that stage you leave that 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 stage on fire you know you you, you bust your butt and you you make you let people know that i was just on the stage remember me now you know salsa you know has has gone uh you know to to the sour point like like freestyle you know this had there's been a lot of bad acts coming out in salsa as well um do you do you share that opinion do you do you hear uh, salsa um, and the new stuff that's been coming out. No, I disagree. I think salsa right now is has is, salsa is never going to go anywhere. Salsa is a staple. The classic sound of salsa, I love. You know yeah, that, that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's not going nowhere. That's classic salsa is a staple. They got a lot of new cats coming out of Cuba. A lot of new guys, young kids coming out of uh, New York, Florida. Puerto Rico and South America, Central. I mean, they got really, really good acts, even from Europe. It's just that, you know, there's so many coming out that you get one song here, one song there, one song there. And since radio is not pushing it on the airwaves, it's almost like freestyle. You just don't hear it anymore, but you, it's there. It's there. And if you're a fan, you know who's who, you know where to see them. And when you go to these concerts, these things are still sold out, you know. It's just that, you know, just not on the radio format. It's not on. It's not broadcasting anymore on the airwaves. That's the only difference. I believe that. Is I your, think freestyle got stronger. Yeah, it's also in your future stuff. as well. Yes, as a matter of fact, yeah. I was just in the studio today. I'm working on a song. Uh, I just got added to this album, which I'm really, really excited about. Uh, and uh, it's going to be. Uh, it's with uh, Mark Quinones and Bobby Allende Ocho y Mas, and um, we redid the vocals today. And I just found out that it got picked up uh, by a major label, and uh, it's going to be released uh, internationally. So I can't wait for it to come out. I can't say much more about it until everything is ready to go. But uh, I'm definitely doing salsa, and Ruben Blades is on the album. So oh, I'm excited. About it. I just I just saw Ruben uh, on the Fear of the Walking Dead. Man, he was amazing in Isn't that show. Isn't he amazing? Oh my that god. Man, He's 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 dope. He's dope. He I was he him. was my favorite part of the show, and I stopped watching it completely when you know, uh, spoiler alert, when he got killed off. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got you. But man, what a great actor, man! He's he's just 
I, I love him. I, Ruben Blades is... He's, he's an overall beautiful man. And let me tell you, and all these new acts that are coming up, and all these acts that think that they're the, the ish, let me tell you, when you meet people like Ruben Blades, who have tons and tons of accolades, and Gilberto Santa Rosa, and Celia Cruz, and uh, Tito Nieves, and you see how humble they are when you're backstage, and they talk to you, and they take the minute to walk with you and talk to you. When you look at people like Jerry Vera, you know, when I see these young kids coming up, and I see that they're a little snobby, and they think just because they got a record, or they think they can wear shades, and they look hot walk. I'm like, dude, you got a lot to learn. And that's you happening. Really got a lot and that is exactly what's happening right now in freestyle. You know, like I, I have a, a show that's been on FM radio, 4,000 watts for 30 years um, uh, in Western Massachusetts and Connecticut. And let me tell you, man, you, you try to push some of the new stuff and some of the, the new artists, and one minute they're good with you, the next minute they're just out there, man. They, they don't respect anyone, uh, they disrespect the, the classic acts that go into places. Not humbled, you know, or have a, a song on ninety point seven. So I don't need to yeah. listen to you. And I'm like, wow, man, like it's crazy. Like I've been doing this since I was seventeen years old. I'm forty three now, and I've been on the radio this whole time. And you coming on my show was like the most nerve wracking thing I've had to do in a long time because I had this, I had this respect for you, you know. And I, I could, I can't believe or that some of these new artists could actually just go up to you and and disrespect your try or you know I, mean? I, uh, I was ne I was next to Ricky Martin in Miami about about I was about nine years ago and uh, it was in, it was a record release it was some sort of uh, uh, record uh, record release party or some sort of uh, VIP party so the people that were there they were from record labels even the execs were jumping all over Ricky Martin do you know that guy stood as calm as he could And he spoke with like 40 people around him, never flinched, he never freaked out. You know, the only time, personally, I would freak out is if a stranger touches me. Because I think anybody that touches anybody else, there's a, there's a, there's a line of disrespect there. You know, you don't just go out and touch a person just because you think you know them. You know, that's the one thing. So when people say, yeah, don't mess with Jesus, I think everybody would be like that. If someone touches you, I don't know, you're like, excuse me, I'm, I don't know you, you know. Uh, but uh, I tell the security all the time, I get people, let me do security. I say, for what? I don't have nobody rushing up to me. I, I can walk through uh, freaking Sears and no one knows who the heck I am until I get spotted. Because a lot of the people are uh, my age now. They're close to my age. And they see me, they'll do a head nod, and they'll be like, Hey, George, I'm like, hey, how you doing? My sons are like, you know them? I'm like, no, it's just a fan. You know? So, you know, it, 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 you don't need to be like that. The, the day that I can't walk out of my house like the Beatles or Michael Jackson, I wish that they never come. Because I don't, that's not fun. I'd rather live the life that I'm living now. Uh, any words for any aspiring artist? Yeah. Uh, hone your craft. Um, don't just release a track and think that it's done you know if you hear something wrong with it you know fix the drum fix the snare fix the kick fix the bass fix the bass line mix it change it you know if you make the mix better make it if you think you don't sound right sing it again you know you have so much software that you can use I mean I even use Melodyne you know we use Melodyne on this track you know there was some uh, things that You know, after a while, you just, you just, you got to make a record perfect. You have to, because I'm confident that when I get on stage, I can sing it perfect. 
But sometimes you miss a little thing and you're like, I want to get it just right, you know? And you can either use Melodyne to a point. Uh, Melodyne is like uh, like auto-tune for you people who never heard of it before. It's a software. And what it does is, if you're a little under, you guys won't hear it, but I will. And it just fixes it just perfect, you know? Um, sometimes you have to use a, a lot, use a lot. Sometimes you don't use any at all. Yeah, and in this record, we didn't use much. Carlos Barrios did it. We did it together. And fix your recordings. Make it, give it pride. Give it body. Give it depth. Give it color. You know, make it sound like it's the last record that you're putting out, so that you know. And experiment. Don't just would you cons- keep a group going. Would you consider uh, taking someone under your wing? Uh, um, uh, yeah, I've been doing it already. I've been doing. It. I just don't. Uh, I don't. I don't ask for credit. Uh, I, I've worked on many, many records where they call me in and, you know, can you help me? I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, and I go in and if they put my record, they'll ask me, can I put your name on it? And the majority of us like that, you don't have to. Don't even worry about it, you know? Uh, would I take someone, for me to take someone under my wing, they would have to blow me blow me out of my socks. Uh, and I haven't had that. And if I did have someone like that, then I'd do a freestyle. They'd do a pop. Well, George Lamana, it's been an honor to have you here on my show. I, I don't want to keep you. Um, I know that you're a busy man. But what, what's next for you? Uh, are you going to be doing any shows in uh, Western Massachusetts and Connecticut? Yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm actually going to be doing uh, Foxwood um, in the summer uh, in Connecticut. Uh, I'm going to be doing Coney Island, uh, Amphitheater, the PNC, Nassau Coliseum. There's a lot of shows. I'm going to be in Chicago. I'm actually going to be in the Bahamas. Uh, we're doing a freestyle cruise next year with Cynthia out of uh, Fort Canaveral in Florida. Me, uh, Judy Torres, Cynthia, Raquel, and Joe Zangi, and Suave. Uh, all the money's going to go to Make-A-Wish Foundation to a family in need, with, you know, with cancer and stuff like that. So we're donating all that money. And um, I'm just going to keep bringing music to where the freestyle fans at, and I'm never going to deny it. You know, I always tell people I am freestyle. It's what I am. It's what I've become. And there was a time and place when um, it was embarrassing to say that name, but I'm proud of it. I'm proud to be a freestyle artist, and I'm proud to say that I am freestyle because freestyle is me. Well, once again, George Lamont, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Uh, would you like to say anything else to the audience that's listening right now? I want to tell uh, everyone who's listening, um, you know, uh, thank you uh, for all the beautiful comments uh, that you just uh, posted for my birthday. Um, all the well wishes, all the nice things that people say about me. I don't take it for granted, and I try to answer everyone, but it could get overwhelming sometimes. So that's why I'm quick with my words. A lot of them say, you don't have much to say, huh? I was like, well, yeah, I have to answer a couple more. That's why it's that. Uh, it's, uh, but uh, it's always appreciated, and it's humbling. And uh, um, just thank you for showing me respect and love and, 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 and being so supportive. Once again, everybody, that's George Lamont. George, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I had a great time. Talk to you soon. All right, brother. We're 90.7 FM, WTCC. That was the one and only George Lamont on Clubhouse Dance Music and the CPR's Clubhouse. Podcast. Come on, everybody, get up and go have some fun. Come on, come on, come on. 
man's heart one day beats its final beat. And if what that man did in his life makes the blood pulse through the body of others, then his essence, his spirit, will be immortalized forever. forever. Baby, I'm loving the way that you hold me. I'm high off the things that you told me. You got me feeling like I'm your number. This week, you voted for it as the king, Stevie B. Subject he entitles, You're Gonna Be Mine. It's number five this week on CPR's Top 10 Countdown. Available on iTunes Podcast app, Google Play Music, and also available on the TuneIn Radio app on demand. Number five.
playing all you want. If you're a freestyle artist, this is the countdown that you want to be on at CPR's Top 10 Countdown at number five this week. Stevie B, you're going to be mine. The votes have been tabulated. Here's number four this week. It's Susan Santiago. And this is Fly Away. No. 
CPR's Top 10 Countdown. At number 5 this week, it's Stevie B. And you're going to be mine. Number 4 is Susan Santiago and Fly Away. And right now, at number 3 this week, it's Cito. Cito from Pain. And this is Shara Knight. Number three.
93.7 FM, WTCC, and CPR with you, Clubhouse Dance Music, and of course, the CPR's Clubhouse Podcast. Speaking of Todd Terry, these are the uh, skeleton uh, beats for uh, the freestyle compilations that uh, he put out a few years back. Uh, big shout out going to Todd Terry, and a uh, big shout out going out to George Lamond, who joined us live right here at 90.7 FM, WTCC. And if you haven't heard the interview, well, you can find it on the CPR's Clubhouse podcast on iTunes podcast app, also on Google Play Music, uh, and also you can find us on the TuneIn Radio app. Big shout out to Alex Sanchez, DJ Max, the lexicon from ExtremeMixRadio.com. Big shout out to him. Thank you so much for carrying the signal. Also, shout out to GA George Anthony. The most beautiful bell in the ball right now, because uh, he uh, made the George Lamont list. I think George Lamont is artistic for life. He said, Wendy, George Anthony, and Cynthia Figueroa. Yeah, he got good taste, like me. Uh, big shout out going out to Kuala Bay, Alyssa B, Benny Gonzalez, Saul Posada, uh, Tommaso Rochello, also Carmen Santiago, Danny Sabian Rivera, also Maria. The Jesus Caballero, shout outs going out to you. Eric Medina, my buddy, my pal. E! Shout outs going out to Bruni De Leon, Jose Gonzalez. Thank you for the WWE package you sent me. I appreciate it. I was working out last night. Yeah, I know. You can tell. I had a Goldberg shirt on. Nobody would approach me in the gym. Well, maybe it's because I had the uh, Twinkie uh, holders on my side. But whatever. Shout outs going to Shem Zaya. Angelo L. Ortiz, Janet Ayala, shout out going out to you. Becky Ortiz, how are you? Uh, Mary Luz Rodriguez, hello. Also to Tony Hernandez, Kay Rivera, Cynthia Rojas, Iris Martinez, Marisol Riggins. Also shout outs going out to Bobby Balderas. Shout outs going out to Cindy M. Cornoyer, Richard BPR Amen, Rosemary LaBoy, Jenny Diaz, Sammy Aviles, also to Marlene Cosme, Barbara Nelson, Danny Zayas. Shout outs going out to Murta Correa Rodriguez. Also, shout outs going out to La Estrella. Also to Gabrielle Runateliano. Uh, I hope I got that right. Also, shout outs going out to Rose City Graphics, Manuela Zuniga, uh, D'Antoni, Wilmer Monastero. Luis Martinez, D. Torres, Rich Cruz, Jessica Cruz, Ruben Rodriguez. Did I miss anyone? Melissa Sarah. Shout out going on to you as well. And uh, if I missed anyone, blame my mind, not my heart. Your votes have been tabulated. Here's number two this week on CPR's Top 10 Countdown. Number two. At number two this week is the Unstoppable Remake. It's Rolando Montalvo and the Promise. Big shout outs going out to Arnie Rodriguez. My heart, my soul, my mentor. If you need a friend, don't look to a stranger. Always be 
For nine weeks in a row, it's Alyssa B featuring Charlie Baby. This it's legendary number one on TPR's Top Kid Countdown. You know the rest, right? Yes, you do. Yeah. 
I'm loving the way that you hold me. I'm high off the things that you told me. You got me feeling like I'm your number one. Oh, baby. I want this to last me forever. So heavenly when we're together. There's nothing better than when we're having fun. Back. Have been it one more time. The crazy. 
Jesse Puerto Rican. CPR Jose Ortiz is in the building. Is in the building. Jamming freestyle in New England. And now, the world.
You're listening to Clubhouse Dance Music. It's your baby boy, the one who learned to run, the one you taught to love. Do you recognize me? Clubhouse Dance Music and the CPR's Clubhouse Podcast. I want to thank George Lamont for joining us and everyone who tuned in. Leaving you with Without You by George Lamont. Remember what I always tell you. It's not who you love. It's how. We'll talk to you soon from Clubhouse Dance Music and the CPR's Clubhouse Podcast. Love me like you love me I remember